This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I hope that you are doing great and enjoying summer wherever you are. Uh, Maybe we should talk about summer for a minute because some of you might be home with children who are out of school. And I know that for some people, summer is not so fun because they're home with the children who are out of school. It's really fun to watch on Facebook people whose kids get out of school and they're super into summer for like 24 hours. And then literally this has happened. Our public schools got out um, three days last Friday. So by the time this recording goes out, it will have been a while. But at this time, today's a Wednesday. So it's literally been three days. And already people are like, oh, kids have been home for a day and a half and they're bored. Like summer was fun for one day. What are we going to do for the next two and a half months? So um, my brilliant idea is that you keep your kids in stuff year round. So my son, I'm very fortunate that um, Vinny is in school. His preschool program does go year round and it's like essentially full day daycare. So summer doesn't really change things for us much. I mean, I can pull them out as much as I want and we definitely do pull out for some summer events. But uh, yeah, it's it, it, I'm lucky that I'm not frantically putting together childcare all summer long, which I know many working families have to do and which I know can be pretty overwhelming. And this whole thing about this didn't exist when I was a child, I swear. This whole thing about going from camp to camp every week sounds insane. I'm I'm dreading having to do this. And apparently this is how it's done in Seattle. And it appears to be all over the place um, as I scroll through social media. But like every week in summertime, when you need childcare, you have to put your kid in a different camp. 
So like every week you're dropping them off at a different place at the beginning of the week. And then that just seems like so much confusion and chaos to me. Um, so, and I was a kid growing up, like my mom was a teacher, so she was just home in the summer and we were home with her and it was super easy. So I have to say, I do have a little bit of anxiety about this whole summer thing coming up in a few years once Vinny is school age. So for those of you who are, who are fighting this summer struggle right now, I hope that it's going well, but um, I hope there's also a lot of fun in your summer. I love the idea of like family trips in the summer and camping. And my husband swears this is the last summer we're camping because he says that he's too old for camping now because it hurts his back too much to sleep on the ground. And let me clarify the quote unquote sleeping on the ground. When we camp, we travel with air mattresses and down comforters. So you can understand how bad I feel for the guy. I mean, he's on a thick air mattress, like an arrow bed, the size of like a queen bed. He's on that on the ground with a down comforter on top of him. So, I mean, the poor guy, right? I, we all should have to live such a, a horrible and, and challenging life. So anyway, he says this the last summer he was camping. Um, he took Vinny camping last weekend on this little boys trip, which was so cute and so many fun pictures and stories when they got home. And then we're going one other time with another family that we camp with every year. And Vince claims that that's his last camping trip. But I told him that if he doesn't go, that's fine. I'm going to keep going. So now <laughs> there's like some campgrounds around here where you can get campsites, like regular bare bone campsites, just like a plot of land. And then the same parks will also have yurts. And so I was like, okay, we'll get a yurt for the old man. And then we'll, Vinny and I can go camp on the ground as most people do. And we can all be in the same park. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll go for that or not, but I'm not ready to give up camping yet. So anyway, um, that's one of the fun things we have coming up is we have a camping trip and then we have a couple other fun little like long weekend excursions and um, which are kind of my favorite thing to do. Being in Seattle, there's so, it's so gorgeous around here in the summer that we don't like to go too far from home because we want to be here to take advantage of the eight or so weeks of amazing weather that we get. So we're, we tend to stay kind of close to home and just do beautiful things in our surrounding areas. So, okay, two other things before we dive into today's episode. Um, first off, let's just talk about Game of Thrones. Okay, I'm totally kidding. I had to say that because I feel like Game of Thrones is everywhere, and I'm the only person in the world not watching it. And I actually saw on Facebook today this some sort of statistic that was like 90% of the world is watching Game of Thrones or something, then I am the 10%, I'm the other 10%. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, I don't understand Game of Thrones. Well, I mean, I've never even tried to understand it. I've never watched any of it. My husband is totally into it. He watches it after I go to bed. From what I do know of it, it doesn't sound at all appealing to me. So it's shocking to me that so many people are into it. So someone the other day, a woman I know posted um, on Facebook She's like, am I the only person in the world not watching Game of Thrones? And all these other women were like, no, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. And I replied and I said, I'm not watching it because I don't have time in my Real Housewives schedule to like add in Game of Thrones. I mean, we are deep into Real Housewives of New York City right now. We're just getting started with Real Housewives of Orange County. And then we have New Jersey is just around the corner starting up in a week or so. So there's no time for Game of Thrones if you're trying to keep up on your Real Housewives schedule. I'm sure you all understand, right? So... No Game of Thrones for me, but I'm I'm kind of intrigued by how the entire world like I don't know that there's ever been a show that I've seen such a cult following to. So it's it's a little um it's a little bit um intriguing to me. And also I want to know like if if for the moms out there who are obsessed with Game of Thrones, tell me why. Tell me what's what's really cool about it cuz I'm not doubting that there's something cool about it. I'm sure there is or not all these people would be watching, but I kind of want to know what it is. So 
let me know if you're a huge Game of Thrones fan. Shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com and let me know why Game of Thrones is amazing and why I should watch it. Because then maybe I could make some space in my Real Housewives schedule if I felt like it would be worth my time. And then lastly here, before we dive into our episode, I'm on Twitter and I don't know what to do with that. So I've never, I've had Twitter accounts for my businesses in the past, but I've never run them myself because here's the thing about Twitter. I feel like it's its own language, like it's its own secret language. And it's like all these abbreviations. I don't know what they mean. I don't know what the buttons do. Like, I don't know. I actually, so I created the account and then I got on there and I was like, there's like all these little arrows and I don't know what to do with the arrows. I think it's like, if you want to retweet things, but I don't even really know what that means. And it's very intimidating to me. So you can follow us on Twitter now at shameless mom, but I, I don't know what to do with it. So if anyone's like a Twitter guru, shoot me an email at info at shameless mom and tell me what to do with Twitter. So what I'm going to do with it for now is I'm just going to like, um, forward all of my Instagram posts to Twitter because then I feel like I don't even have to log into Twitter to actually be active on Twitter. But I'm worried that like people will comment on things and then I'll have to go in and comment. I don't even know how to do that. It's all very scary. So I feel like I'm good on Facebook. I totally have that language down. Instagram, I'm pretty good on, although I will say with Instagram, I've went to like, I've gone to comment on things a couple times and accidentally sent people personal messages, which is super embarrassing. And, and like, once you send them a message, you can't take it back. So then I had to be like, sorry, I just meant to like comment on something. I did not mean to send you a personal message, but then I don't want to sound like I don't care about them enough to send them a personal message. It's kind of a funny thing. So anyways, as you can see, I'm still figuring out Instagram. So to be adding this third platform and trying to be tweeting, it's a little more than I can handle right now. So if you know of any good learn how to tweet tools, let me know. So, okay. Today, today's episode, this is a good one. This was inspired by some hate mail I got. And um, it's kind of funny because I have been pretty encouraging of hate mail. Like, yes, please send me what you hate. Because here's the thing. A lot of times with like on social media, you get comments and people, there's like this um, anonymity behind a screen, right? So you can comment on something on social, on a social media platform and it, people feel safe doing that, even if the comments are super inappropriate or uncalled for or whatever, because there's this anonymity of being behind a screen. Same thing with sending a, an email that's a negative email or whatever. So I kind of encourage people to do it because I'm like, if you want to be a hater and be a jackass, like, please do so. And then I'll use that as content and I will totally like, we will laugh about it and we will talk about it on episodes and we can laugh about it. So, okay. So I've started getting hate mail because I've asked for hate mail. But what's funny is the hate mail that I got, that I got last week was, um, it wasn't like some hate mail is so over the top that it's, you, you can very easily be dismissive of it. Right? So this email was not over the top. The one I want to talk about today, it was nothing over the top, but it was more like this woman saying that she wanted to let me know that she doesn't really like my style of show. And so she's not listening anymore. And, and, but she wanted to let me know that in case I wanted to change things. And I thought that was so interesting. I'm like, okay, well you, you already told me you're not going to listen anymore. And so like, why would I change things for you? And it was, it was pretty funny. Let me, I'm going to pull up the email here. Um, so she's, her last line was, I'm sorry that being shameless will take me away from your show, but I wanted to give you some feedback in case this might consider, in case this might, in case you might consider a change to your approach. Well, no, I'm not going to consider a change to my approach. And like the great thing about podcasts is that there are approximately 1 million of them. 
And the same thing with like all platforms of media. Like if you don't like one TV show, you can go watch another one. That's the great thing about it. If you don't like one podcast, you can go find another one. There's a ton of them out there. So I thought it was really funny that she basically was like, I don't really like the um, flow of your show, but I just wanted to let, and I'm not going to listen anymore, but I just wanted to let you know that in case you wanted to change things. Like, no, I don't want to change things because here's the thing. I am here doing me. So you do you and I'll do me. And I don't mean that in a dismissive sort of a way, like you do you and get out of my way, but it's more like you do you and you should totally do you like do you all the way. And I'm going to do me all the way. Like I'm not going to do me a little bit and then get an email that says someone doesn't like me doing me and then be like, okay, well, actually, I'm only going to do me like 70% now. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Um, no, I'm going to do me 100%. And if people don't like that, that's totally fine. Like I said, there's a million other podcasts to listen to. So you can go listen to those podcasts. It's totally fine to not like something. It's totally fine to jump ship and be like, yeah, I'm quitting this because this doesn't serve me. So if if the podcast doesn't serve you, go find one that does. Like, I don't want to be a negative part of your life. I don't want you to be like sitting, listening to me, listening to me thinking like, oh God, Sarah's kind of, it's a little bit like nails on a chalkboard. That's not my intention. That's not who I'm looking for. I want to attract the right kind of people. And so here's the thing. If I, I have to do me because I want to attract a certain kind of person. I want to attract people who are attracted to my style. I want to attract people who want what I have to offer and people who find value in what I have to offer and find value in what I'm providing. And whether that's just from an entertainment standpoint or whether it's from a very practical standpoint, like in terms of changing your life and, you know, being more bold and more brave and learning how to slay and all these different kinds of things that we talk about on the podcast, wherever you're coming from, whoever I'm attracting, I want you to be here because you're in and I want you to be all in because I'm all in like this for me to be doing this podcast. I'm sacrificing a lot of time and energy that I could be putting into other things. Right? So I'm not going to come on here and just be 70% me. I'm going to be 100% me. Sometimes that means I ramble a little bit. Sometimes that means I talk a little bit too fast, but that's me 100%. That's not to say that I'm perfect. It's not to say that I'm not working on certain things. I know sometimes I talk a little too fast. I know sometimes I get a little sidetracked. That's not to say that I'm going to like never change or never have any give with anything. But I'm also, I'm going to be me and I'm going to do the show the way that works best for me and suits my personality. And then through doing that, I will attract the kind of people that I want to have in my tribe. So this is the big thing. I don't care if you're a podcaster or a blogger or a mom, a stay-at-home mom in a knitting circle or a book club or a running group or like whatever your whatever your thing is, just do you in that capacity. And don't worry about the people around you because the thing is what I see women doing is I see them flexing and um being a chameleon in a group. And so a good example of this is someone who, you know, when, when a question is asked in a group of women or in a group at all, and this could be at the workplace, it might not all be women, but in any situation, like, do you have an opinion? Now, of course, you're not always going to have an opinion, but for the most part, like, let's say, you know, you're in the middle of a meeting and you're given a choice, but you know, the, in the middle of the meeting, you're given three different options for moving forward in some sort of aspect of this organization. With these three choices, what do you say? Do you say like, oh, I'm fine with all of those? Like, I know people that do this. And I have to tell you, I find it to be a bit of a character flaw. Let me be really judgy for a minute. Don't be okay with everything. Stand for something, please. Like, this was my whole episode number 33. Know what you stand for. And then live by that. Because here's the thing. When you are a chameleon in every situation, you can't attract the tribe that you want to spend time with. You can't attract the inner circle that you value. Instead, you kind of attract some people, but there's no like strong sense of connection. If I were to take every bit of feedback I got on the podcast and try to like bend and flex to make everyone happy, I would, the show would be so mediocre and so blah 
that no one would really want to listen. Like everyone would be like, eh, yeah, it's okay. Like I could give or take. No, that's not what I want. I don't want to show that people could give or take. I want to show where people are like, hell yes, it's Monday, time for a new episode. Or hell yes, it's Wednesday, time for a new episode. I don't want it to be like, oh yeah, it's Monday. I guess I could listen. Like that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to build a tribe that stands for what for what I stand for or supports what I stand for to the point that they really are invested in listening and invested in participating. That's super, super important to me. So that means on the other end of that, there's going to be people who are repelled by some things and that's totally fine because the only way that you can attract the people who are like you're riding ride or die. I'm here for you. I'm with you. I love you. I love what you stand for. The only way that you're going to get those people in your life is to have some other people who are like, yeah, you're kind of not my jam. So that's okay. That's totally okay. And I had to learn this. I learned this with business coaches where they were like, you know, you've arrived when you have haters because in order to be really successful, you have to have haters. Like you have to be polarizing enough that you attract enough of one kind of person that inevitably you will be repelling another kind of person. So really think through when you're in situations like be okay being you, doing you, you do you and let other people do themselves and be totally fine with that. That means that there will be a division. There will be people who are going to walk away and that's completely fine. And my email back to this woman, I'll read you my response. I said, thanks for the feedback. I totally understand that my method or delivery style is not for everyone. My, uh, my interview episodes are different than my solo episodes. So that might be, so your impression might be different between those two styles. That said, if my style is not for you, no worries. I'm sure you can find a ton of other podcasts that you love, that you'll love. Because here's the thing. I don't have time to sit and change my style for every person who doesn't like it. And honestly, I, I, that was like the nicest email I could come up with. And it took, I made myself not reply for 24 hours because I was like, I'm going to say something super snide if I reply right away. So I waited for a little bit, but, um, it's totally okay to be like, yeah, cool. You don't like me. No biggie. Like go find some other people. There's a lot of other cool people in this world. So go find them and hang out with them. And that's totally fine. Like we don't all have to need each other. We can, some people need some, some people can lean on me and some people can lean on other people. That's totally fine. It's okay to be polarizing. And I see a lot of people, women in in particular, who don't want to be polarizing. They don't want to repel anyone because um, I think it, it doesn't feel very, um, it doesn't feel open. It doesn't feel welcoming. It doesn't feel warm, cozy, warm, fuzzy. Like it, we don't all have to be warm, fuzzy all the time. It's okay. And I am a serious people pleaser. Like I'm the kind of person who is constantly like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I don't want to step on anyone's toes. And I, I'm really trying to not be that way. I try, I'm trying to stand more in my own convictions. Like it's okay to say, excuse me, if you're in someone's way. And this is a literal and figurative thing. So it's okay to say, excuse me, but we don't have to apologize for everything. So you'll notice in my reply to this woman, I did not say, oh, I'm sorry. You don't like my, the way I do my show because I, it's nothing for me to apologize for. So be really aware of how you present yourself and present yourself in situations where someone is not attracted to you. Don't be apologetic. Don't apologize for getting in someone's way. Just say, excuse me, move over, let them pass you by and find something else. But don't be apologetic and try to flex to meet their needs because that's not going to get you any further in life. So you have to know who you are. You have to know what you stand for. And then you will attract the people that want to stand with you and grow with you and evolve with you. And that's how you grow your tribe. And so your tribe, you know, it could be in business building. It could be in growing group friendship groups. Again, it could be like wine club, knitting club, whatever. Or I didn't mean wine club. I meant book club. (laughs) 
But we all know the book club is really code for wine club, right? So um, if you have a wine club and you just call it wine club, which let's be honest, we should all just have a wine club. Um, you can also do it in that capacity. So in growing your, tri- like knowing what you stand for will help you grow your tribe. And that is helpful because having a tribe that you love means so much more than just having this like group of people that are kind of okay. And I found this, especially as I've gotten into more pockets of moms in the last few years since becoming a mom, but like there's some pockets where you're like, yes, these are my people. And then there's other pockets where you're like, you know what, this is a great place for my kid to be, but I don't really need to hang out with these moms. That's okay. Like not that they're not lovely people or whatever, but they're just not like, they're not my ride or dies. They're not, I'm not super um, attached to them or connected to them. And then there's other groups of women that I'm in and other mom groups that I'm super attached to. And I've found really great, strong relationships where I feel like we are, we all relate to each other very, very well. That doesn't mean that I'm like a crazy, rude, bitchy person to the people that I'm not connecting to. It's just that I'm not creating time and energy for those relationships in the same way that I am for the places where I feel much more connected and where I feel like the tribe is more significant to me. So I'm not going to, and in those groups where the relationships are less significant to me, I'm not really bending or flexing to fit in better or to like make my mark or to give more time or energy. I'm just kind of like letting those groups be what they are. And so, you know, I'll show up for when I need to show up. I'm totally happy to be like polite and friendly and warm and whatever, but I'm not going out of my way to build those relationships because I would much rather be in a place where I'm building relationships that are really meaningful to me and that where there's people that I want to have in my circle for a long time. And so I'm picking and choosing as I go and totally acknowledging that like some, you know, the school moms versus like my, my husband is in the Saturday morning dad's group and the moms there. I just love them. We also have a group of moms that I'm um, close to from when Vinny was first born um, then there's also like Vinny's in soccer. So there's moms there. So there's all these different groups. And this is only going to expand, I'm assuming, as we get, as Vinny gets older, where I'm going to have more and more pockets. Like I'm kind of picking and choosing where I'm going to invest myself. I'm going to do me and be 100% me. I'm going to hope and expect that the other moms are going to do them. And then from there, there will be some obvious easy bonding where it's appropriate. And the rest of us can be like, we can just be cordial passing in the night kinds of people, right? That's totally fine. I'm not going to expect people to be someone that they're not. So I think that it's okay. It's okay to allow um, people to be themselves and then to be totally okay with like, yeah, we're we're just not for each other. That's totally fine. It's like dating, right? So it's okay to do you. The other thing is when you do you 100%, everyone that you attract, they really want to be with you. So that allows you to continue to be you. Like you don't have to put on airs about anything ever because you have started a relationship built on this is me, take it or leave it versus this is kind of me sometimes and you're not really ever sure what you're going to get. And that's like a, that's challenging to maintain that, right? When you're constantly like having to flex and be like, okay, who am I today? Like, am I sassy Sarah today? Or am I serious Sarah? Or am I like, who am I going to be? Instead, you can just be like, if you know who you are, you can always be that person. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. So really significant to really know who you are and what you stand for at all times. And then be okay with like having haters, totally fine. It's going to happen. So for those of you where you have this situation, I think a really great response and the response that I gave the this woman over here who doesn't like my podcast and, and isn't listening anymore, such a loss for all of us, right? So I think a great response is just like, okay, thanks for the feedback. And just so you know, there's a lot of other places you can find podcasts that are probably more meaningful to you. So have at it. Like it's fine to pardon someone and excuse them and be like, okay, and you're excused now. Goodbye. <laughs> like don't fight for that relationship. Notice I did nothing to try to make this woman stay. I wasn't like, oh yeah, please listen more. Oh, I'm going to change things. Oh, like stay tuned for blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, okay, fine. Like if you don't like this, that's fine. Totally cool. I don't expect everyone to love me. It would be a pain in the ass if everyone did actually, because if everyone loved me, I would constantly, I would feel so much more pressure to, to perform and to please so many different kinds of people. Like I'm here to attract my kind of people and that can mean a broad range of things, but I'm here to attract people who want to come in. They want to be inspired. They want to have a good laugh. They want to like, you know, love being a mom, but also totally be okay with hating it half the time. They want to drink some wine, might want to swear every now and then. Like, I'm not here to be preachy about the best ways to spend quality time with your kids because half the time, the best way to, that I'm spending quality time with my kid is trying to figure out how to get out of spending quality time with my kids. So like, I totally get that's going to really turn some people off. That's fine. That's totally fine. So, okay. So that's what I got for you today. Now, I want you to recognize how you've been in the past and how you're going to move forward with this because how you've been in the past, it might be challenging for you to move forward with this. You know, in the past I had to build a business built on customer service. I had to build a whole gym and a whole um, gym membership base on customer service and treating people really, really well. And so I had hundreds and hundreds of people when I was building my fitness studio where I was like, I want, you know, I'll do anything to make anyone happy because I want as many members as possible. Like I want this to be successful. And here's what I learned over time is that no matter what, first of all, no matter what, you're not going to please everyone. And there will always be a few crazies. And so, you know, I had like a woman in her fifties, literally having tantrums in class at one point, And I had to be like, I'm sorry, but you, you can't be a member here. This is not. And I approached it with like this attitude of, you know, I don't feel like this is the right environment for you. I feel like you're not really enjoying yourself here. And I don't feel like this is a healthy place for you to be. I think maybe another gym environment would be a 
more positive place for you. And so I could go to her and say, like, this is, I'm, I'm giving you an out. But in the back of my mind, what I was thinking, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to get her out because other people, they're having their experience impacted by this, literally by this like 55 year old woman having a tantrum in class when she didn't like something. I'm like, I'm not kidding. She was on her hands and knees banging her fists on our yoga mats. So I had to be okay with excusing her from our group and telling her like, this isn't really the best fit for you. And I think that you would get a lot more out of a different environment. And I had to do that for the sake of my other people. Because if I let her stay and be toxic, it would ruin it for everyone. Like no one wants to be next to the lady who's having who's having a, temp- a temper tantrum in the middle of class. And then I had another, this, this has happened like two or three times. I had another woman who was a very young woman who was like constantly sneaking her dog into the gym in a bag and like just doing all these weird things where I was like, no, like finally I was like, you've done like one too many things. You're not allowed to come here anymore. Um, and she just did a handful of weird things. She also tried to be weird about like not paying for things and like all sorts of sneaky behaviors. And I was just like, no, you know, I don't think this is the right fit for you. And so I'm happy to give you your money back and you can go now because again, I'm not going to bring in one person and cater to them when it's going to impact the rest of the community. And so you have to think about that when you're looking at building your tribe and when you're looking at you doing you, like I want to attract the people that are going to build a sense of community around me and contribute to a community that I really love and really adore. And if I don't do that, if I let people come in who want to whine about this or that or the other thing, or literally have tantrums on a yoga mat in the middle of a group of people, that's only going to damage the rest of the group. And so I take that really, really seriously. Whether that's in a personal or professional environment, that's a big deal. If you decide to let someone into your book club slash wine club who is not the right fit, and then you're all tiptoeing around this person, that doesn't do anyone any favors. That just dilutes the quality of your group or the quality of your tribe, right? It means that none of the relationships can be as strong as they would otherwise be. None of your relationships will meet their maximum potential if you have this one person holding you all back. So it's okay to be like, you know what? We are not the right fit. This is not about you being a bad person or us being better than you or anything like that. It's just like this dynamic is not so great. So let's make it different. Let's change it. Let's, let's make a division here. That's totally fine. So I had, I've had to do that in business, which has helped me do it in my personal life. It's helped me make some really clear lines personally in, in friendships and in family relationships where I can see that like, a certain relationship might not serve me personally. And because it doesn't serve me, it also doesn't serve my inner circle or it doesn't serve my tribe. Because if I'm going to, going to be brought down by something or sucked into something that is not productive and is potentially negative and potentially grueling and makes me compromise who I am, then it's going to dilute what I can give to the rest of the group. And it's going to dilute all the other, all the relationships within the group. So that is really, really significant. Don't let your relationships be diluted by letting someone in that shouldn't be there. And I'm sure you can think of like, think about in families, like you can't always get rid of family members, right? So think about in families where there's someone who, because of their presence in a family dynamic, it dilutes all the other relationships are strained or diluted in that family dynamic because of this one person. So I'm sure you all like are thinking of someone right now (laughs) and you're thinking like, oh, if only this one person wasn't there, we wouldn't have to deal with any of this, right? So you can imagine, and if any, I know I talked a few episodes ago, if you listen to um, Heather, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally spacing on her name. Heather McDonald 
is that she's a female um, comedian. She has a podcast called Juicy Scoop, and she just did her whole segment on Serial Sister, which is over the course of 15 episodes, she talks about this insane family, like literally insane family dynamic that she has with her sister and what that does to her whole family. It's a, a really amazing story. Um, and when she talks about that, you can see the power in one, the, the power of one family member damaging and diluting like all the relationships in the family and what that does to the whole family over time. So her solution has been to completely cut this person out. Um, she's tried before to like cut them out and let them back in, cut them out, let them back in. And she got to this point where she was like, no, like they need to be out completely because it is so damaging and diluting to the other relationships in my life that like this just cannot happen anymore. I'm drawing a line, I'm drawing a line in the sand. And I think that that story is a really great example of like, she has to do her and she has to let her sister who has been so damaging to the family, the sister has to go do herself. And not to say that people can't change because people certainly can change. But you go do you. If you want to talk about it later, like you do some work on you. I'll be here when you're done. We can talk about it. We can reconvene you. But I'm not like you don't need to compromise who you are and what you stand for because someone else has come to you and they have different expectations for you. So I'm going to leave you with that. You do you. And don't worry about other people wanting you to do you differently because you don't want to compromise who you are and you don't want to dilute who you are because it will never make you happier. It will never make you more successful. It will never bring you like bring more meaning into your life. It will just bring more frustration and more stress and more chaos and more like energy sucking out of your life. So with that, if this episode has been helpful for you, please, as always, feel free to share. You can find us on social media and share from our social media links. So on Facebook and Instagram, we're at the Shameless Mom Academy. And on Twitter, where I don't know what I'm doing, we are at uh, Shameless Mom. So you can share from there. Additionally, you can always find all of our episodes on uh, over at shamelessmom.com and you can leave us a review at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. Reviews help tremendously. They let me know what you love. You can give feedback there. You can put requests in, ask questions there. So go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and then know that we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So make sure that you subscribe. You can subscribe over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review as well. There's a little subscribe button. You can subscribe there and then you will get those new episodes as soon as they are released every Monday and Wednesday. Until next time, have a fantastic day. You do you and do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, 
you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.